there's nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Thank you, thank you, Harley. Good morning, Hill Country. Thank you, Harley, and thank you, Bob. He says we're... From the arcane and the unusual. <laughs> which one of us is arcane and which is unusual? I'm not I don't sure. know. 909 on a Saturday morning. Thank you for joining us. We are Bill and Allison, and we're sometimes wrong. But we're always right. We're always right. <laughs> no, we're always right. We're always right. Okay, we can argue about that when we get home. <laughs> uh, we always like to open our show with a verse, and this morning is Matthew 28, from Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Boy, is that is that packed with meaning or what? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a pastor once uh, said to his secretary he said i'm i have to fly out of town to a meeting and and she said aren't you afraid to fly and he said no jesus said i'm with you always i'm not afraid to fly she said no jesus said lo i am with you always <laughs> not not a pie <laughs> exactly <laughs> this week in 1836 a large force of comanche warriors attacked fort parker located on the headwaters of the navasota river what is now limestone county and during the raid, the Comanches seized five captives, including Cynthia Ann Parker. Mm. The other four were eventually Juan's released. mother. Yeah, that's right. Cynthia remained with the Indians. The other four were released. She was with the Indians for almost 25 years and forgot white ways uh, and became thoroughly Comanche. Uh, she was rescued after 25 years. She didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to leave. No. Uh, she, the Indian, Indians she was, were her people. She was married. She had a baby. And her son, Quana, as you mentioned, Quana Parker, became a celebrated Comanche chief. Mm-hmm. You might have been related to Quana Parker. I'm, I'm Chickasaw. Oh, okay. Were they enemies of the Comanches? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you are official Chickasaw. I am. Know. I am. Very cool. Very cool. Well, it is 9-11, and again, we are happy to have you with us uh, this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about some events coming out around the Hill Country that you would like to know about. I'm sure you will want to know about. Uh, one of them uh, is going to be uh, near Lake Medina. It's uh, north of Lake Medina on Backhouse Road. It's called Triple H Equitherapy Ranch, and it's going on today, May 21, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
Uh, it's a salute to our veterans. Uh, free lunch, and Allison will explain why it's a salute to our veterans in a moment. Uh, free lunch and refreshments, inspirational program. You can meet therapy horses, games, and face painting for the children, live music and entertainment. That's today. Uh, and if you need to find the Triple H Equitherapy Ranch, call 210-900-0463. 210-900-0463. And uh, by the way, before we get into anything else, I wanted to mention that the state and county runoff election, the official election, if you vote, you may have voted early, so you don't go back this Tuesday, but if you didn't vote early, the main election is this Tuesday, May 24th, for the runoffs. And one of the people running is a woman named uh, Stogner, I think Cindy or Cynthia or Sarah, Sarah. She's running for railroad commissioner. Uh, she was the one who did nudie, a nudie commercial. Oh, I forgot about that. commercial, yes. That's, that's how you run for that. railroad commissioner. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, she said she would self-fund her campaign, but she changed her mind recently. She just took $2 million from a, <laughs> the reason I mentioned this, the whole reason I mentioned this, she took $2 million from a transgender rancher. I didn't know there was such a thing. I didn't know either. That's like black yachtsmen. <laughs> you know, there aren't very many of them. A transgender rancher. Anyway. She is running against Wayne Christian, and again, the runoff election is this Tuesday, May 24th. Also, Ken Paxton is running in a runoff against George P. Bush, who is polling very low in the polls. The Bush name does not uh, help you any in Texas anymore. So uh, I personally am endorsing Wayne Christian and Ken Paxton. I did vote. I actually, I voted for that. You did in uh, early did. voting. Well, I'm I glad did. to hear that. I'm glad today. I'm not, I guess I'm... Probably not supposed to say that on the air. But you can say whatever you want. I voted for. Well, you can say almost whatever you want, as long as the FCC <laughs> agrees with it. Okay. Uh, today, as Bill referred to, today is Armed Forces Day. Um, Harry Truman uh, signed a, a bill establishing it in 1949. And it's to thank all of our, um, is it our, all of our active? All of our active duty. Active duty. Um, members me members of the armed forces yeah. mem members of the armed forces it's a day to thank our military members for their patriotic service and support of our country so it's armed forces day and we're going to be having a salute at the end of the program mm -hmm. uh, to all of our active duty forces um, music men and women musical salute absolutely and my, my father served in uh, world war ii mm -hmm. um he was in the air force he was a uh, navigator on a b-17 b-17 you know how many the the mortality rate of b-17 crew very high about but I think I'm going from memory about thirty percent. Oh, I think it was higher than higher that. Higher than that. Every you know, every time he got in that plane, he didn't know if he was coming back. Exactly. And and our friends, um, Marcy Friedman and Kinky Friedman, uh, their father was also um, a navigator, but he I, I believe He's on he was B twenty four. B twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. And my mother um, was a civilian working first in hondo which is where my parents met in hondo at the, air, the airfield there was an airfield there your dad yeah. was a instructor mm -hmm. at, at my, that time mm -hmm. and then uh, eventually my my mother was working at the pentagon she was a civilian um w working um for the uh, pacific theater was what she was working for and actually her her, her boss um went on to write a book um where he coined the term uh, genocide in in his book yeah. my dad was in world war ii as well uh, he was a physician and he was in the european theater north africa si invasion of sicily and italy and uh he was uh served uh the story that 
<laughs> my mom and dad were dating and they were engaged and uh, he enlisted after uh, Pearl Harbor and he said uh, I'm going to the army uh, and we should get married when I get back and she said Buster we, we're getting married before you leave <laughs> so that's what they did and they drove from Chicago where they lived to Fort Benning Georgia where he was going to be mustered in and uh, they stopped in Indianapolis to get married so it's you know uh, and they were married by the mayor-elect of Indianapolis uh, and then went down to Fort Benning and dad went away for uh, almost five years, never came back. He was allowed to come back, and he said no. He said it would be too difficult to you know, leave after I'd come back, so he was gone for almost five years. And they found out that the mayor-elect of Indianapolis died before he took office. <laughs> there was a real question about whether those marriages, he did several marriages, <laughs> whether they were legal. And the Indianapolis City Council had to pass an ordinance making the marriages legal. So uh, that's a... That's a little family story for you at 9.16 on a Saturday morning. Today, being Armed Forces Day, would be a good day to visit the Museum of the Pacific War in Fredericksburg. It would be a terrific thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you could uh, fly to Kansas City and go to the World War I Museum, which Allison and I have done twice, which is yes. one of the best museums I have yes. ever seen. And we've seen when the Smithsonian used to live in Washington and all that. And I would say World War I certainly is... Uh, the equal of that yeah we we've been there two different times and i think we were there four hours each time yeah it is a fantastic thing mm-hmm. because most of us don't know much about world war one what no. why we got involved in the first place and what what the issues were but uh so after being there <laughs> after spending about eight hours there i think i know a little bit more about yeah world well, war, i hope so world yeah. war it's very moving it is very moving there's mm-hmm. uh, displays of letters of, of commanders to uh, families about men who died and uh, armaments and flags and newspaper accounts and history and all of oh, it's fascinating and and also being there we learned essentially why world war ii happened that's right that's a good why don't you mention that that's a good point well it was because um, the the uh, armistice was it was it uh, the treaty of versailles was that you're exactly right treaty of versailles which in, ended the conclusion of world war one germany was treated very badly and because very Germany, harshly, very harshly, very harshly, and and because of that, um, um, Adolf Hitler was able to rise to power. If if that had not happened, so so therefore the citizens in in Germany um, followed Hitler um, because they felt they were screwed in right. Treaty Versailles, and they uh, you know they lost yeah. they lost so much land and everything. Exactly. Yeah, they lost the war, and they were horrible people. Not the German people, but the Nazis. Right. Uh, and, you know, maybe they deserve what they got, but that's what, there was such resentment that that's what spurred World War Two. Right, exactly. We learned that. Exactly. Well, this week, uh, San Francisco, some good news, <laughs> if you're coming from our perspective. San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione. The Godfather? <laughs> Cor- I, very close. I think you're right. Cordelione. Well, okay, he was probably, he was probably a Catholic. Ah, I'm sure he was. Announced on Friday. Corleone. Announced on Friday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi yesterday is forbidden to receive Holy Communion <laughs> because of quote her increasingly extreme pro-abortion views. Corleone, Corleone wrote after numerous attempts to speak with her to help her understand the grave evil she is perpetrating, the scandal she is causing, and the danger to her own soul she is risking. 
I have determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion unless and until she publicly repudiates her support for abortion, quote, rights, unquote, and confess and receive absolution for her cooperation in this evil in the sacrament of penance. I accordingly sent her a notification of this effect, which I have now made public. He also said, quote, you cannot be a good Catholic and support expanding a government-approved right to kill innocent human beings. This is hardly inappropriate for a pastor to say. If anything, Catholic political leaders' response to the situation in Texas, which is, he's referring to the heartbeat bill, mm -hmm. their Catholic political leaders' response, uh, which are a lot of negative to the heartbeat bill, which means the heartbeat bill is if you can detect a baby's heartbeat, uh, abortion is not permitted and you can be punished. He said, Catholic leaders, political leaders' response to the situation in Texas highlights the need for us to say it all the louder. Therefore, in light of my responsibility as the Archbishop of San Francisco to be concerned for all the Christian faithful entrusted to my care, by means of this communication, I am hereby notifying you, Nancy Pelosi, that you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion, and should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion and confess and receive absolution of this grave sin in the sacrament of penance. Uh, the cardinal also said, uh, the archbishop rather, also said that a Catholic legislator who supports abortion after knowing the teaching of the church, quote, commits a manifestly grave sin, which is a cause of most serious scandal to others. Therefore, universal church law provides that such persons are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. Uh, he also concludes with the Catechism of the Catholic Church explicitly bans both obtaining an abortion and assisting with one, saying, quote, Since the first century, the Church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. Quote, this teaching has not, this is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, this teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. So Nancy Pelosi has been barred from receiving communion in the Catholic Church, which she professes to believe in. So does Joe Biden, by the way. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Well, I just came across a story that, that Bill probably does not know about, but it, <clears throat> it takes place someplace that he does know about. This is a headline from the Alney Daily Mail. Alney, Illinois. I know that's <laughs> the, the home of the white squirrels, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Did you know they have a white squirrel in the police cars? And, uh -huh. uh, side uh -huh. of the police cars, it's the home of the, yeah, I know Alney quite well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For a okay. lot of reasons. Okay, then you you will find this. It's not Alney, okay. it's Alney. Oh, I'm sorry, Alney. Alney. Uh, headline in the Alney Daily Mail, Alney begins annual mosquito spaying program. Come on. Come on. They don't make tweezers small enough. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? Yeah, I see it in writing. Wow. This is wow. great. Yeah. This, this is from Harley's cal calendar. Yeah, we, F funny wow. of the day cal calendar oh, here, here, here in the studio. That is funny. Uh, also this week, Senator Rand Paul, there was a, well, let me, let me begin. There was a, a vote in the Senate and uh, only 11 Republicans voted against it, but it was a bipartisan bill to send $40 billion in aid to Ukraine. That's uh, in addition to the $13 billion or million or trillion or zillion that they uh, sent last week. 
there were 11 Republicans who voted against it. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Cornyn were not among the 11, I'm sorry to say. Mm. Uh, but uh, what Rand Paul said, senator from Kentucky, he said that what is not being talked about is America has to borrow the money, the $40 billion from China, to no. send it to Ukraine. No yeah. kidding. No kidding. Yeah. That's a joke, right? It's not a joke. Now, it's not that we go to them and say, wow. "Give us forty billion dollars," but in 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 the in the process, in the wow. way the, the financial things work in Washington, um, we you know they buy our debt, and therefore we we are borrowing the money to send to Ukraine, and they they would not put in the bill to have an inspector general to ensure that the billions of dollars are spent wisely. They took the Democrats did not want to have that in the bill. Wow. Uh, it's uh, so that uh, Brown, uh, Rand Paul said Republicans' contribution to America's deficit undermines their argument that President Joe Biden is solely responsible for the rampant inflation under his administration. Republicans added over $100 billion in new debt with, with the cooperation of Democrats in providing direct subsidies to semiconductor companies. They increased the National Science Foundation, which is one of the most boon, biggest boondoggles in Washington. Uh, many Republicans, Rand Paul said, are now lining up to grant $48 billion in coronavirus relief to restaurants, even though the lockdowns have been over for at least a year in most places. Rand Paul said the, quote, bipartisan consensus. This is very interesting. This is how Washington works. A little, little peek behind the curtain to see the man behind the curtain. Paul said the bipartisan consensus in Washington is to have Republicans vote for increased military spending and Democrats vote for increased social welfare spending. That's the bipartisan... Okay, that's how they they work there. Quote, Rand Paul, this is the bipartisan consensus right now on Ukraine. Republican and Democrat leadership are exactly the same. As George Wallace said... I was, I was just going yes. to remember that quote. Say there's not a, not a dime's worth of difference. Isn't that what, what George Wallace said? There's not a dime's said? worth of difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. At the time, I thought, you know, that's weird, but mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same, on pretty much the same subject, we're talking about the Senate and how corrupt these people are. Mitch McConnell complimented the Democrats in private, and it's just coming out now, for launching Donald Trump's impeachment trial after January 6th. He cheered the Democrats. Uh, according to New York Times, uh, McConnell agreed with Democrats that Trump should be impre- impeached. McConnell said privately to his staff, the Democrats are, speaking of Trump, the Democrats are going to take care of the son of a bee for us. If this isn't impeachable, I don't know what is. Uh, he, he used the January 6th and called it a violent insurrection and uh, he he told privately he would support Trump's impeachment in the Senate. Uh, Senator John Thune of South Dakota, Rob Portman of Ohio, told confidence that McConnell was leaning that way. Uh, and McConnell finally voted on a Rand Paul, I just mentioned, uh, motion, uh, saying uh, raising the question of whether it's constitutional. Uh, but Mitch McConnell is a snake. They call him the turtle, by the way. Uh, he is a snake. Uh, he is a rhino. And uh, in fact... And believe it or not, I worked for an organization that was the very first and I think the only uh, political action committee, known as a PAC, to support him when he first ran. 
Well, because nobody was supporting him. Uh, yeah, really. Well, that's too bad. I, you know, I, know. I thought he was a good guy when he first ran I too. I know we, we do. Uh, he beat uh, D. Huddleston. Yeah, that's right. But no, I mean that's that's just very typical of these guys. Uh, Joe Manchin, you know, the 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 Senate is split between Republicans and Democrats. Okay, as we know, uh, and the tie vote is the vice president, and she can uh, vote, of course, with the Democrats to get something passed uh, in in most in most bills. Well, Joe Manchin is a Democrat. He wanted to become an independent. This is scuttlebutt that I've heard. He wanted to be, and I believe it, he wanted to become an independent, and he said he would vote with the Republican caucus. So, if, in effect, he would have been a Republican, and he would have flipped the Senate to the Republicans, 51-49. He said, but if you get rid of that SOB, Mitch McConnell as leader, and put in John Thune as leader, or somebody else, but he he so hates McConnell, he would not flip parties uh, until McConnell was out, and the Republicans refused to do it. And uh, that's what she got in Washington. Okay. Yeah. Should we we so do have good news, though. We do have good news coming up. We do? Uh, we do. We do. I, do. I have some good news coming up after the break. Okay. In that case, we're going to take a little break, and Bill's going to bring us some good news when we get back. Absolutely. And coming up right here, we've got... Our very own Kinky Friedman. Resurrection. That's the name of the song. Resurrection. Now that I've been down so long. Don't know where I'm going. Ain't got no direction. Resurrection. Resurrection. And Susie died completely. Well, welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot. I don't know. Did we say that earlier? I don't, What's that? I don't remember. We, but, we say but, what? But Bill and I were out of town last week, so so our our show last week was a uh, was a best of. Bill is scowling at me. I, th- I forget what to do. It's all right. <laughs> Being away for so long. It's all right. <laughs> well, I promised some good news. Yes, uh, that's right. You were going to tell us something. This. Past two years have been a comprehensive disaster for the environmental wackos. There's a difference between conservation and environmentalism. Okay, I'm a conservationist. I'm not an environmentalist. There's a big difference, and I think we all should make that discussion. Uh, the pandemic shattered the Green New Deal illusions of what a quote sustainable lifestyle might look out look like. Um, polluting powerhouses like China and India burned literally burn literally mountains of coal without the slightest concern for the environment. But you don't hear the environmentalists going after them, do you? Uh, NASA, which is now all in on this phony climate change stuff, determined that it's a theology, basically, determined that even NASA, NASA determined that atmospheric CO2 actually increased under the lockdowns. Hmm. Why? Uh, why? Uh, it because because CO two doesn't have a whole lot to do with it. it, it uh, human emissions. That's why it, it proved that human uh, 
created uh, carbon dioxide emissions don't have a lot to do with atmospheric CO2. Uh, actually, the re reduction in, in human emissions during the lockdowns did some strange things to the atmosphere that apparently prevented it from purging some greenhouse gases. Hmm. In other words, the Wuhan coronavirus delivered what I would call a beyond best case scenario for reducing industrial activity. Um, businesses were shuttered, schools were closed, roads were emptied, people were trapped inside their homes for months, and there was no benefit to the climate. Hmm. So this is a myth. It's very interesting. Yeah. This green I, I economy. Hmm? I didn't realize that. Yeah. This green economy is a myth. I mean, this idea that a green economy will deliver a standard of living comparable, you know, to radically reducing energy consumption and emissions, that's been shattered forever. Uh, and beyond that, discarded masks are causing huge waste disposal problems. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you seen a mask on the street? Oh, sure, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Not only have masks created a massive garbage problem, but the World Health Organization, which is a criminal enterprise, has warned that discarded coronavirus test kits can generate thousands of tons of plastic and chemical waste. Wow. Those mandatory vaccination programs produce truckloads of used syringes, and packaging <laughs> trash, an estimated 25,000 tons of pandemic-related plastic waste ended up in the world's oceans. Well, I, I, I was going to think about masks getting into oceans and getting caught on, you know, fish and turtles. Oh and how many, how many, how much sea life is dead mm -hmm, because of mm -hmm. the waste from all of this plandemic stuff? Right. 936, I said that was good news. It's good news from the standpoint of conservationists because the, it's environmental climate change, man-caused climate change garbage uh, has been totally blown out of the water because of the pandemic. You know, one of the two things that I think are good about this pandemic, one was that, and the other is people finding out what is being taught in public schools. Right. Yeah, I mean, that is really something. Uh, for example, a teacher at a Boston-area char charter school, told young children that she identifies as a male and claimed that when babies are born, doctors can only guess if the baby is a boy or a girl, but, quote, sometimes the doctor is wrong. I mean, what are you, friggin' idiot? Why, why do you keep your job? I mean, right. you're, you're an idiot. You know, you should, yeah. be, you should be doing something different. So well, not not teaching children. Well, I, as I've said before, I I babysat when I, when I was um, a young teenager, and I saw I changed diapers. And t tell you what, guys, you know if if you're a doctor and you can't figure out what sex you shouldn't be a doctor, is, you shouldn't shouldn't have you graduated. Shouldn't, be a doctor. shouldn't have graduated from med school. Well, there there uh, another good thing as I said, a couple of good things out of the pandemic, and uh, this is another one: parent bill of rights laws. Uh, in reaction to um, this out-of-control indoctrination and rampant sexualization of young children in, in the government schools, lawmakers across the nation are, are talking about, and even passing in some cases, legislation enshrining a parent's bill of rights into state law. Georgia and Kansas have, have done that uh, just uh, in last month. Uh, most states this year has have, have bills in dealing with that subject. So, uh, of course, the, the demonic forces 
promote homosexuality, transgenderism, promiscuity, the sexual revolution. They're up in arms about it. Teachers' unions are also fighting tooth and nail against parents' bill of rights. So that mm-hmm. that's tells you where these deviants are coming from. Um, they, some of these bills say that uh, children uh, are not taken for abortions or sex changes without their parents knowing. Yes, that's going on. Teachers taking kids for abortions without telling their parents. Wow. Sex changes, wow. puberty blockers. Yeah. Uh, the legislation tries to make government schools more transparent to post material online rather than hiding it from parents. Or the other thing of doing is saying, okay, we can, when the parents say you can't legally hide it from us, okay, well, it's going to cost us a lot of money. So they give bilk parents out of huge amounts of money just to see what their kids are being taught. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The Indiana State Teachers Association said, we have many, many teachers telling us that they're going to leave uh, they quit their jobs if the bill passed. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank, Great. Thank you very much. But you have to wonder why teachers would resign if parents were able to get their rights over the upbringing of their own children. I, I saw one teacher who told his class, and he bragged about it, I tell my kids, I'm your parents now. Right. And he was fired, by the way. Good. Uh, and good. glad to do it. But, uh, you know... Parents are saying sending our children to public school is not delegating power to the school district. Uh, kids, parents, kids are their own. Uh, but, you know, sending children to, to public school, government school, is a, is a delegation of power to the government. It's a big one. The government spends more than four times as many hours every day as the average parent does the government imparting its worldview into the hearts and minds of little children, four times. So parents have to have to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, that's that's what it is. I want to introduce uh, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. You may not have heard of him, but I predict you're going to hear a lot from him. I think and so. Here he's talking about the subject of transgenderism. There's something else I'm not supposed to say. Ain't but two genders. <laughs>
two plus two don't equal transgender. It equals four. We need to get back to teaching them how to read instead of teaching them how to go to hell. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, as I said, uh, if you haven't heard of him, you will be hearing a lot about him. At least I hope so. Uh, three Wisconsin eighth grade grade kids are being sued for sexual harassment by their school district for refusing to use they them pronouns when referring to another student. The school district is suing kids. Wow. I didn't even know that was legal. That, really, for refusing to use p- certain pronouns instead of saying him or her, or she, that, it, you know, I, they and them. They refuse to do that. I, when, I, I, I've heard. I didn't realize it was a lawsuit. It's a lawsuit. That, they say that it's sexual truly, discrimination. That is truly outrageous. Here's the story. Truly outrageous. An investigation into three Keele middle school students has been launched. The school district has filed a Title IX complaint accusing the students of using incorrect pronouns while addressing another student. Fox 11's Monique Lopez spoke with the parent of one of the students in this Project Education report. I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school forewarning me, letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email uh, with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rosemary Rabadou's 13-year-old son, Brayden, is one of the three eighth-grade Keel Middle School students accused of sexual harassment, something she disputes. He said he's being allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. I thought it wasn't real. I thought this has got to be a gag, a joke. Um, One has nothing to do with the other. According to the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, or Will, now defending the accused students, in March, one of their peers announced the pronouns they prefer to be addressed as, they or them. One of the alleged incidents Brayden and the others were supposedly involved in happened in April. She had been screaming at one of Brayden's friends to use proper pronouns, uh, calling him profanity. And this friend is, you know, very soft-spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair. And Brayden finally came up defending him, saying uh, he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. Some might say or think that you or your son are against the LGBTQ plus community. Not at all. Not at all. My my children have been raised to love everybody equally. Shortly after finding out her son was being investigated, Rosemary reached out to Will. Title IX sexual harassment typically covers things like uh, rape, uh, dating violence, uh, quid pro quo sexual favors, right? Really egregious stuff. There's nothing even remotely close to that alleged in this case. Will says the school district's policy doesn't cover the misuse of pronouns, and neither does Title IX. Well, we're back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. 104.3 and 102.1. And also, firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. And hillcountrypatriot.com. That's right. That's right. And just um, a couple couple weeks ago, we had an interview with uh, Kinky Friedman talking about... Yeah, go ahead. 
Who what? <laughs> I thought you were, were going to play his song, but I, you didn't. I okay. was going to, but okay. I didn't. Right. Well, actually, we, we played oh, his, his song Res- Resurrection, Resurrection new, earlier. New yeah. um, one of his one of his newer newer songs. Um, anyway, we interviewed Kinky a, a couple weeks ago about the uh, um, Gold uh, Echo Hill uh, Gold Star Camp, and uh, someone listening to our show. Um, made a uh, major contribution. Significant, very significant, significant contribution. contribution. Yeah, we're, we're very grateful to whoever you are. If you're listening, thank, thank you. Thank, so, that was, thank you. You don't know what a difference you've made. Thank you. Yes, it's very much appreciated. Yeah. And if anybody wants information, it's echohill.org. You can find out all about it. And it's a camp uh, here in just outside Kerrville at Echo Hill Ranch. Um, and it's for... Um, Kids of Gold Star families. Yeah, kids who have lost a parent, either as a first responder or uh, in the military. And it's an opportunity for these kids, probably for the first time in their life, to meet another child who's in a similar situation, who's lost a parent in that situation. And I'll, I'll guarantee you lifelong friends will be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not, a, it's not a, they don't do classes and things like that. It's just fun. Just all fun it's just for t- the kids. Typical camp. Yeah. And uh, at the at close of the camp, they all decorate a rock in memory of their fallen parent. And they all climb up to Echo Hill, and they place their rock at the top of Echo Hill along with the other rocks. So it's uh, echohill.org, and I, I better stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, annual fundraiser for the DOS School is going to be today. All proceeds go to the support and enrichment for DOS School, the teachers, and the students. Chicken, pork, and sausage barbecue will be sold by the pound. There'll be a farmer's market with produce grown by DOS school students. Raffle, this is today. Raffle tickets will be available, and winners will be drawn at 6.30 tonight. The end-of-the-year program will take place at 6.30. It's going to be in the DOS Community Center, which is North Ranch Road, 783 in DOS. And the barbecue serving times are this morning at 10.45 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. again. And the program is at 6.30. It's free admission. It's the annual fundraiser, so get out and support the DOS School, where all the proceeds go toward the school. This is their annual fundraiser. Uh, so get out there at, at the DOS Community Center. Again, uh, barbecue at 1045 a.m. and 430 p.m. Their program is at 630, and the admission is free. The Pertinelli's Creative Arts Alliance Summer Concert Series. I'm, I'm sorry. How, tomorrow. Pertinelli's. 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 Okay. Will be tomorrow, Sunday, May twenty second, at six thirty to eight fifteen at Market Plots in Fredericksburg. Uh, the free summer concert series is made possible by the proceeds from Oktoberfest. It is the Pertinellis Creative Arts Alliance Summer uh, Association. The Alliance. Uh, it's their way of thanking the community who come out to support or volunteer for Oktoberfest. So bring your lawn chairs, your picnic baskets, your family, and your friends. And finally, the Hill Country Antique Tractor and Engine sh- Club show is today. Uh, that'll be at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds in Fredericksburg. It's an annual tractor show featuring old tractors and farm machinery. Some of it restored to operate and look as good as when it was new decades ago. Along with antique gasoline and the steam engines manufactured as far back as 1900. Exhibits and demonstrations will be featured throughout the day, including a working blacksmith shop, wheat threshing, hay baling, an antique sawmill, corn processing, and more. There'll be tractor pulls, a tractor parade, too. Uh, that's going on all day today, Saturday, May 21. Uh, go till 2 o'clock. 
in the afternoon at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. So those are things to do today. Also, the Farmer's Market in Junction City Park, which is every Saturday from 9 to noon. Well, time flies like an arrow. Fruit <laughs> flies like a banana. Chew on that one for a while. Uh, 9.53 in the morning. We are Bill and Allison. Remember, we're sometimes wrong. But we're always right. We're always right, Allison. you got to <laughs> emphasize right. It doesn't mean that we're... In, we're always not cor- incorrect, not incorrect. We're, we're, po- we're politically incorrect. We are, we're politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah. We are Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot. And every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio. And, Allison? HillCountryPatriot.com. And? And FirstCoupleOfTexasRadio.com. And what can you do there? You can listen to us 24-7. Yeah. You don't have to, we, we want you to listen, of course, on Saturday morning to all the programming on Hill Country Patriot. Uh, but if you missed a show or you want to hear it, hear it again, uh, you can go to First Couple of Texas Radio or you can go to any podcast site, pretty much any pod, Spotify and uh, Google and Apple and all that. We're on there too. And you can subscribe so you can sign up for our shows. Um, we always like to end with a quote from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And boy, is that packed with meaning, is it not, Allison? Absolutely. Yeah, you trust in him with all your heart. You lean not into your own understanding. In other words, you don't try to figure things out for yourself and, uh, you know, test the Bible and uh, wonder why God is doing this and that. Those are tests of faith. Trust in him with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he promises, the promise there is that he will direct your paths. Well, this is Armed Forces Day, so in honor of our service men and women, uh, which we've been honoring uh, throughout the program today, we mentioned at the opening of the show today, uh, but we'd like to close uh, with a tribute to our service men and women on active duty. Here is the Armed Forces Medley.
You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mencaro Show, heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. on the Hill Country Patriots.